TheOAMNetwork.com. Power to the podcast. Gentlemen, welcome to the kickback on the OAM Podcast Network, coming to you live from the beautiful Central Atrium in the Crosstown Concourse in Memphis, Tennessee. We are just kicking back, uh, talking life, talking insecure today. You can find the show on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and the OAMnetwork.com. If you check on iTunes, our logo looks like the old uh, Yo MTV Raps logo. It's bright, kind of bouncing out at you. Uh, you cannot miss it. Make sure you subscribe to the show. Leave a comment, leave a five-star rating so we know you like what you hear. Every time we record, you can catch us live on Facebook Live. Check out the OAM Memphis Facebook page for all that info. And uh, now that we got the business out the way, let me introduce the, my special guest, this special group of people I have with me today. I will start on my right. To my right, we have uh, Miss Shana. And Hi. to her right, you have... Hi. Mr. CJ, if you uh, are familiar with the show, these are our insecure experts. From yes, yes, what do you do? What show was that? A couple of shows. Was, this is uh, this is episode sixteen, so probably from episode thirteen or twelve. 12. Just check it out. Yeah, the, twelve. The name yeah. of the show is We Got Some Company. So just go in the archive, check it out. But Shana and CJ are our insecure experts. We also have someone new to the kickback, uh, Miss Courtney. Hello, hello. Thank you for coming. We look Thanks forward for to your insights. We also have a new person in the kickback, the youngest of the crew, uh, Miss Gabby. What's going on? Hey, guys. There you go. And we got my homeboy, my guy, the man himself, Tim. I don't want to say your last name, but I think everybody knows who you are. It's just an honor and privilege to be here, man. <laughs> I, finally, I finally made it to the kickback, brother. I, big fan, and I, I'm, I'm just happy to be here. Brother. So, uh, thank you. Thank you for that. I thank you all for taking some time out to be here so we can talk about this very, very important show that has kind of taken over black pop culture. Um, this is We're talking about the show Insecure on HBO, um, created by Issa Rae. The Awkward Black Girl and all of that on YouTube, and it's grew, grown into this show, Insecure. Um, the show touches on a lot of things that uh, young black adults have to deal with as they grow older and grow and live this life, from jobs to relationships to friendships to everything else. So I felt like this season, season two of the show, has riveted black America, black Twitter to be exact. Um, so... <laughs> Everybody's been split between Team Issa, Team Lawrence, or then this year, this season you just made up some teams. You had Team Tasha, then you team had Tasha, then you had Team. <laughs> <laughs> some people started being a Team Kelly just because she was always the real one. So I've t- seen Team Tiffany. I have, or you've seen uh, Team Tiffany because because she. I seen it. That's what it is. So let's just hop right into it. Let's start at the end. So. Issa and Lawrence's last conversation. Mm. Okay. Powerful. What did you think of it? It was much needed. Much needed. Okay. It was too late. 
but much needed. Yeah. Yeah. Expound. Like, this is, it, what, this is month six, seven after <laughs> the breakup? Mm-hmm. Like, why did you need that long to talk? Like, for real, without the fighting and everything, you know? Well, see, that's what, that's my main thing about it. Like, we talked about the last time y'all were here. If they were going to have that conversation, that conversation should have happened earlier on than they it did. They had so many exactly. and, more opportunities. And then that. Like, I, that's why I think the timing of the conversation actually took away from the conversation. True. Because if that conversation happened after month two or month four, I think it would have held a little bit more weight. Yeah. But, um. Yeah. I don't think they could have had that conversation yeah. at month two or month. I don't think, I don't think it would have been as powerful. I think they had to go through what they went through in order to get to where they were. That was a very powerful conversation. It was a very reflective conversation. And I don't think you can have that level of insight on why you couldn't be what you needed to be for that person so quickly so after soon. the breakup. Like, things they went through throughout the whole season was, like, what they needed to go through to say what they had to say in that last conversation. I I agree that in, in a context of what we wanted to see happen, it happened late. But um, knowing those characters now who they are over the last two seasons how they operate um it wasn't going to happen any other time you know and Issa wasn't going to be the one to necessarily initiate it in the way that she would like she wasn't going to be the one to initiate it there was always my problem at the level that she needed to for him to respond I feel like she is the one that needed to initiate that conversation you are the one that ruined the sanctity of y'all relationship. You are the one that <laughs> stepped on out of that thing. So you need to be the one to to, to figure party. it out. She she tried. No, she did. She went to his job to do what in season one to talk because she, because she had been calling him and he never responded. But that's my issue. So so if you go all the way back, she literally in season one. Walked out on the brother saying, basically, we should try to do this separately. Left, went out with Molly. This was episode one. Went out mm-hmm. with Molly and ended up uh, trying to, you know, surprise. Like, hey, I didn't know Daniel was going to be here. She's stepping out episode one and then didn't come home. And then went to answer the phone from so the she, brother. She, she can so do this it. Is, this is her way of, she, she's, she avoids conflict. Like she, she does avoid conflict. And she said in episode one that Quotes. she... Um, being aggressively passive is Quotes. what she does best, mm-hmm. and she continued to do that throughout the rest of both of the For seasons. For sure, because there's control in that, and Issa is a control freak. It's this whole thing for her, I think, has been about control. I think when you look at her relationship with Lawrence, sitting in a relationship where you aren't getting what you need, but you're in love with this person, you feel trapped. So you don't have much control over that. Once she, once the relationship was done, regardless of who stepped out on who, who walked away, once it was done, she wanted to reclaim that control. That's what she felt like she was doing by becoming this old hoe. We don't have to, I guess, relatively old, old but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> you know, at this point in your life, you're now this because she said she wanted to do the whole phase, but then she met Lauren. So now, later in life. You know, you want to do this whole phase, so that's control. When the nice 
white gentleman wanted to take her out to eat instead of boning her on the couch. You know, she becomes upset she with was, him she because, was in it, dude. because it's about control. So when he says, no, let's take it slow, he's taking that back away from her. She becomes upset. And then we saw in the second to last episode where she completely loses control mm-hmm. after the table dinner and destroys her apartment. So for Issa, it's all about what she can control. And if she feels like she can't control the situation... But she has never been in control of any situation, like at all, point blank, period. But that's it, been her goal, though. Exactly. And that, that's the messed up part about it. Her thinking that she has been in control of certain things is, is wrong. Like, she has not had any control of anything in any aspect of her life. When it comes down to her job, comes down to her friendships, it comes down to her relationships. No control. No control. But she thinks that she has the control. Right. But she doesn't have any of it. And so that, 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 that's, that's, that's an issue within itself because she has to look internally to understand her internal flaws. So if you, you're upset with Lawrence not being who he was supposed to be all of this time on the couch or whatever, instead of being you know, passive-aggressive, say something about it. And then it, you know, for her to get to the point you know, in that conversation going back to see the, uh, the finale in season two, for her to say um, she basically couldn't be what – they both needed at that moment. You know, right. when he, he was down, she, she needed for him, well, he needed for her to be there for her uh, for them both, you know, and she could not support her own self. She couldn't even, like, do that for her own self, so she couldn't even do it for both of them. So no control at that point, you know, like, that's something that she finally admitted to after two seasons. I'm going to talk about some, uh, some of the milestones in their relationship in season two that we can just give our – Thoughts on it. So the first milestone was the first episode of season two. Lawrence goes over uh, to air quote, pick up his mail. And they end up uh, with the quickest 21 pumps. Sometimes on the couch. You know what I'm saying? He gave, he, he gave, he gave her the 21 savage. 21, 21. So that was the That's first. Hilarious. That was the first milestone. Uh, the second milestone after that, I think, is very important. Was uh, Issa sending Molly to Lawrence's job or whatever, so she can yeah. intercept him? And it's Lawrence, like good friend, right there. And boy. Lawrence telling her, like, you know, I don't want to be back with your friend. Which is right. like that is a great part of Molly and Issa's friendship. They ride for each other. But did he say that? Exactly. That's a, that's a, something I was going to say. They, they didn't catch him saying it. No, right. So it wasn't shown. Right. But you think Molly just came up with that? So, someone that I've been talking to lately, uh, last few days about this. Conspiracy theory. Has a conspiracy <laughs> theory that, that Molly... Didn't want them together. Likes Lawrence. <gasps> and multiple times, no. multiple times she said oh. that Lawrence is a good dude. I like Lawrence. Uh, you don't deserve Lawrence. You don't even deserve Lawrence. Then that last episode, mm. when they saw each other at the restaurant. Right. They both caught each other's eye and looked at each other like... She was like, that's what? an old friend. That was more awkward than yeah. it should have been for them not to have any feelings that's or a relationship. So have you ever run into... It's blown. But wait a minute. Have you ever... Go ahead, Sanjay. Nah, you straight. Nah. No, I'm just thinking, have you ever run into one of your friends... I don't know. if It's, it's probably different for men. But if you run into one of your friend's ex who did your friend bad, it is kind of weird. Like, because I don't mess with you. But they just... I don't know. It's not... Wait it is Wait, awkward, Lawrence but did, you Lawrence make it numb. Yeah. 
You yeah. make it known. Like, if you see a guy who wronged your homegirl, you're going to be like, make it known. You're going to be, you but see she me, was, but you she, know. But she was with a dude. So how much could she do with it being, I mean, you, you know, can say, oh, that's it. Guy that my friend used to date, and so and the way Molly and Issa talk, like she would have been like, "That's that ancient nigga." Like I don't know, I, she would have. But it wasn't that, that wasn't the case though. It was the reverse. You know, here's I just thought oh, about no, this. No, when no, you no, said no, 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 no. It was okay. just an interesting theory. When you said that, like maybe <clears throat> since we know now, we know Molly's whole feelings about cheating. That she don't think that Lawrence that she's Issa's, crossed that the ultimate Issa's line good, now. Issa's good enough for Lawrence because Issa cheated, and we know that Molly don't do well with cheaters. We un, we understand this, so maybe that was her ploy, so they wouldn't get back together. So, so she wouldn't. I don't know. We got to do some more conspiracy. Molly we got to well. think about so this. So wait, some let's more. just put it out there. Are are these people assuming that something has happened between them, or because yeah. I don't think Lawrence is strong enough to carry that? No, I don't. I don't think anything has happened between them. Hey, Jesus, <laughs> he may be unknowingly. Golly, Lawrence, she is into him, and he he's. Un- he doesn't know about it. I think there's a possible. subtle attraction there because even if you look at the scene when she's there to intercept, you know, uh, him and just kind of talk about whatever, whatever. I will say that Lawrence ain't built in the car. like that. Now he's not, and that's the issue he with a lot of the stuff that he falls into. Uh, he's he, not he, 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 had, he, he had to tell Tasha he that he slept like with Issa. Exactly. That wasn't none of Tasha's business. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he he's a bomb dropper. He, he ain't built like that. <laughs> I have a good yeah. friend that's a bomb dropper. Like, you, you can't you hold anything. Oh, that, that, ah, I killed myself. Like, nah, bro. Like, you hold that. You the bomb on me. Yeah, you don't hold it. You don't. Yeah. Yeah. Baby. No, I can't entertain that anymore. Okay. Wow. I didn't need, I didn't. I didn't mean to go there. But I do think. Before we move on, Jamal. No, they're there. No, they close to the 30, fool. Yeah, because yeah. uh, season one, she turned 29. Episode one, she turned right, 29. That's right. All right. Oh, yeah. I do think that Molly has a type, and I think Lawrence falls in exactly. that type. Exactly. Exactly. Even, even if she's not attracted to him, I think she, mm, deep she down, she when she thinks about the type, of guy that's attractive. That's the reason why she can't get with Lil Real. I don't, what's his name on the show? Quentin. Quentin. I looked it up. Yeah. I didn't know Lil Real. I wrote in my notes. I said Lil Real's character. I mean, what did he look at? Lil Real must have gave it a 31 pump salute because she wasn't feeling it. But we'll get to Molly in just one second. Another another milestone in season two was them being at the dinner. The, yeah, the dinner and the argument. So, so let's talk awkward. about let's talk about this. It was more oh. than an argument. It was also fucking in the bathroom. No, 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 no. Lawrence and Issa. The dinner. The dinner. Although, I mean, we don't have to go there too. That, that, that is that that's, that's going to be discussed because there First was some thing, there was some fucking in the bathroom. The dinner was planned by one of Issa's friends, right? From right. College. Mm-hmm. And they're not together anymore. So if I was Lawrence, since I am Team Lawrence, um, <laughs> I wouldn't have went to the dinner. I don't know. I I would have showed up, but I wouldn't have stayed. Yeah, but I would have went to yo. What's up, player? Good to see you. Happy birthday. It you. was I'm gonna, bold I'm gonna get, to show I'm gonna get up with you later. It was bold to show up at the dinner with a date. Like you knew this that you got a RSVP, you got a Evite or whatever. And you're going to show up. You know it's a dinner. But like. he didn't know it was a dinner, though. Remember, he was like, oh, I didn't know it was a dinner. We don't read no. <laughs> you don't read no. You just tell me so when and where. And I'm there. Know what there. Right. I just, just think it was bold for you to bring a date. Uh, Ma'am? 
Yeah, if you, if you, if you want to talk, speak into the mic, please. Uh, <laughs> but I, I think I think that that was a fallout from Lawrence making the mistake, the chain of mistakes that he made, uh, falling out from Natasha situation. And he was trying to right some wrongs and do something a little bit different than he did in the previous situation. And so then when he just got into it with her over, like, you know, claiming what they are or whatever at work. And so she kind of says, hey, you want me to go with you? And he's like, he really doesn't want to say yes, but it's like, well, now I got to make up for what I just did wrong with her so I can show that I'm trying to do this the right way. And so he reluctantly says yes, which was a huge mistake. Exactly. Huge mistake. Oh, well, I'm still trying thinking. to figure out why did she volunteer to go? That's like the, I that's understand. The thing right I understand there. that she's she's super care carefree and she's cool and all that stuff, and that's fine. But if I just started talking to a dude and you tell me your ex is gonna be at a shindig, I'm not going <laughs> for what. That's For great, what? That I don't know anyone Maybe there. Maybe she just wanted to make her jealous. But even on a work perspective, like, you want to be known as a girl that has slept with two men right. at work, and you got all this career advice for me and woo-woo. I'm not listening to shit you, know, you got like, to say. But you all in my woo-woo. You know, it just, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> that, was, that was good. That was yeah, good. I like that one. Who won the argument? Issa. Hashtag woo-woo. Between Lawrence yeah. and no. the side, honey. No, it was between Lawrence and Lawrence. Issa. Uh, outside the restaurant? Did you outside. hear how hard he called her a fucking hoe? And yeah, was so that, was, that was her. Like, that no, to my no, that she felt that. that because God. up until this point, that had been a word of empowerment. Yeah, that was the first time. Get in my yeah, yeah, get in my whole phase. And he at that moment he stripped that power away from her. Ooh, that That's why good. she went home and fucked up that apartment. <laughs> mm-hmm. Good one, Courtney. Yeah. You I know, mean, who, why? Why yeah. other reason are you gonna throw around? Like, come on, you now. messed up your I don't apartment. think it's your shit. <laughs> you gotta clean think, that up. I don't think the whole word made her mad. I really don't. You don't not think that so? mad. I think the fact that Lawrence was there, like that whole night, made her mad. That whole she already stormed out. She was already mad. So like, I think her whole life at that moment, like everything, it all yeah. combination. Yeah. Just I, don't think it was I think Lawrence won that bout in a astounding knockout. I think it was awesome. I think he came because he came out there with the right. <laughs> he came out there with the right intention. I'm gonna give you a play by play. He came out there with the right intention. Hey, Issa, you okay? Listen, I didn't mean for nothing. And then she just hits, she just goes off on my nigga like, and so he, he, he hit her. Issa started losing. He hit her with the hoe. Issa started losing when she wrecked her car. And then we're not, we not even going to talk about how much like, how to her get life, it fixed. Her, her, her life and is And that was shambles. a downward yeah, spiral of Issa, like. You should have figured out at that point that, like, this life, you're not about that hell life. Like, you're not. And it's fine. It's not for you. I don't okay. know what life like, she's about, period, because her life has been in shambles every step of the way. Even when there's high moments for her, she's always the bottom of the friend group. She ruins it. She, 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 doesn't, <laughs> she, have, she doesn't have she sense is. about what's going on in her relationships or, or, or Why situations. Why do you say she's the bottom of the friend group? Because Especially if we treat, think about season one. That's how they treat her at every moment. Tiffany was like, oh, what are you doing? Yeah. Oh, she's doing this. She's mm-hmm. doing that. And um, Issa, um, I'm, I'm moving. What you mm. doing? I don't think, I don't think to my 
Molly she is because in season one she was in a relationship and that's all Molly has ever wanted. I think it's all about perspective. I think for even though Molly has had this wonderful job <sighs> and you know all this stuff going for her, the one thing that she can't get right is the relationship tip. But that's that's in Issa's opinion. So like in season one, I mean in Molly's episode opinion one, or no in Issa's opinion, she she keeps Molly around. What Molly said, I think you keep me around. To make you feel better about yourself. Like you look, she basically looks down on her. Like she feels like I, I can be Judgment better than her. Judgment of her character. Yeah, exactly. Because of her character. Not necessarily what she has and all that kind of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But like at the end of the day, their characters are both on the wayside, you know. And so then at, at that point, I'm looking at it like what else are they bringing to the table? And Issa has been struggling her entire existence on this show with this doggone job this job My, we got I, think, I think that is probably the most disappointing for me with Issa is like the two high well one high point was her and Molly's friendship like I feel like during a breakup like that you need to just focus on you focus on yourself get yourself together focus inwardly and like figure out what you want and like I did love her and Molly's relationship this whole season. Like, just the little quirks. And I'm like, that is, like, your best friend. Those are all the things that you do. Is that what y'all do? Yes. Yeah, Yeah, that's a friend. We talk like that. Like, the quirks, like... Call you out wherever and you then, are. Like, they got past that whole argument that they had. You know, yeah, that like very out. quickly. And then they respected each other's boundaries. Like right, right. All you like, got as long as you put Malibu right. in front of it, you know this yeah. is a, this safe. is a, yeah. That's not right. how I mean. Safe, I don't, safe. Men don't operate it that way. So y'all don't at all. It was too much disrespect. Like like they were being too shady the entire. That's not shade. Time. No, it was been a lot of shade. Not when you have a mutual yeah, understanding. No, shade after, is after like, the fact they get the understanding. I, I, I will say that I have no idea how women, how women's friendships work. It doesn't seem like, authentic because it, it, it's it's. It's, that did it's, not it's seem authentic. It, it seemed know. it seemed it seemed almost parasitic because in you way. know the person at their core. Yeah, Molly like, was a good friend, and you want to see each other win. Like I, I, think I can't say the same for Issa though. Ooh, Issa Wait, is ooh. a good friend. Molly was a great friend to Issa, in spite of a Issa lot of stuff. Issa has been a, a good, good friend, friend this season because I mean, she hasn't been with Lawrence, and that's what I love. But what she failed at was the job. Like she did not focus or try at work at all Issa, until you know things were getting awkward, yeah. right? Like what Molly can do, Molly can do more than what Issa can do right now. Issa can barely support herself. So, but she don't, you don't see uh, many times where she's like paying for anything or anything like Cause that. Because she can't. Who? I mean, I understand. Ain't, that, no, I'm, I'm, I'm ain't saying, no fun. Where, where, ain't no fun if the homies can't where, have where, none. Where Molly's not. <laughs> Molly's not, not paying for nothing. Molly's not paying for anything. She getting though. underpaid. Like, like yeah. what I'm saying is, as far as how they treat each other in all of these situations, and so like again, Molly called her out in season one, and she did again in season two about her not owning up to her stuff. Like you are doing this stuff wrong, but you always got harsh judgment on my mess like you you telling me i need to go to therapy which i did need to go to therapy you know that's what she's saying but like why aren't you going to therapy right I agree. you have more stuff going on in your life than i do like times 10 it's it's i think it's all in retrospect tim you know when you when you think about it because because what isa it was going through was a messed up relationship which if you look at you know, society is common um, when it's brought to the forefront. Like somebody being in a messed up or rough, tough relationship is something that you see all the time. 
Now, someone hopping from bed to bed looking for love, yeah, that's easy to kind of point out and say, you know, shake your finger at. So, Shame on you. Right. But you talking about my broken pussy on stage in front of <laughs> No one knew it was her. <laughs> but she did. And that's all that mattered. That's because true. you betrayed my trust as a friend. Okay, let me tell you. Well, I don't know about you guys. I'm speaking for myself. Like, I have multiple best girlfriends, like, Anyways, and um, each of them are... How old are you? 24. Okay. And each of them are different. And I have a different relationship for each of them. Like, I hold them to different standards. Mm -hmm. So I do have a friend that's kind of like my Issa. Like, I I know she's not going to be that person to give me that kind of advice. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. even look for that from her. And then I have a friend that does. And we kind of give that to each other. But see, like, in in the constructs of that friend group that they got... I don't know how they all treat like how they all treat each other. You can't tell. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, you got different. So you wouldn't go if you got your friend that you go to advice for. You got your friends that you go to when you in a tough jam. You got your friend that you go to with this and that. In that friend group that they got, you don't know who is who. You know what I'm saying? Like to me, to me, Molly was all of that for Issa. And Issa was kind of all of that for Molly. And then the other two was that for each other. Because like Kelly knew what Tiffany was doing a lot of the times, and they didn't really know what I'm saying. They didn't really know about that as well. I would say the best example of friendship is the guy he was living with. Yeah. Chad. <laughs> That's a fool that now, But he's a real friend. He let him crash. He told him when he was in the wrong, you know, he told him, go out there, try it again. So... But that was actually... He did give him bad advice on the Chad worker, gave him though. Super bad, he, Chad gave him but bad advice on Tasha. But I don't think he knew the whole Tasha. extent. He gave him bad advice on Tasha. No, he didn't. Yes, he By did. By that point, he should have... How? Because he told... He, it probably it wasn't advice. He just pointed out what the, what the situation was, and it made Lawrence get too much in his own head. But that was because head. of the pressure from the woman. And so he was like, his, his fiance. He was like, yo, oh, he up. was like, yo, bro, like, I mean, you got your system down pat. You over here during the week, and then you over there on the weekend. Like, you know what I'm saying? You got it going good. I mean, I and ain't you, gonna lie. If I you was a dude. You, if I was, Lawrence, don't stop. Right. If Why I you was stop? a dude, that's a perfect setup. Why did you stop? Like, bro, you that let, is That is a you cool let little that setup. In your head, and then now you, you done messed up your whole thing. You got a chick who will allow, who gonna cook you. Who gonna fry you up some pork chops? Y'all the gonna play the y'all gonna watch Dude North? She thick. <laughs> she, she calling you Zaddy. That's a cool look. I mean, but you cool also setup. gotta go to family reunions. You don't have to. You didn't have to. She didn't have to. She tested him. She didn't have to. She tested him. She tested him, and he failed. But she was doing too much. Oh, absolutely. She made them okay. How did she do too much? We asked this question earlier before you get it because this is funny. In season. I mean, in episode two, when Lawrence went back to her, he apologized. He was standing. This nigga apologized so much. He always saying, I'm sorry. But he was standing mm-hmm. on his car in sorry. front of the house. And <laughs> she was like, you hungry? You want to eat? Oh, girl, come here. What do you think she cooked? <laughs> she said, boy, it's so fried. She thick. So. <laughs> she, she did. She thick. <laughs> it was some cornbread there somewhere on a Tuesday night. Eat. I okay. I think if she came outside, I don't know if she was frying anything yet. Because the house was burning. Probably wouldn't have left the house. She was work, she's working on the sides. <laughs> she, 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 was making, she was making sure that. Some <laughs> macaroni. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? She had some macaroni now, what, what, in there. What were you saying, Tim? 
Uh, you got lost in the sauce thing about the I thickness. Did, fish and spaghetti. Oh, she, girl, come yeah. she made some, she made uh, some chicken fettuccine Alfredo and some, tex, <laughs> and some Texas toast. You know the, the, normal, the normal Instagram meals. Yeah, she made a voila meal. She could have made some breakfast though. Pancakes and eggs. Girl, don't you make that breakfast at night now. Listen, I'm telling you, when she said, I got some food on the stove. She said, I got some food on the stove. What's that tie down? I got to go. He said, Oh, he he played it right too. He said, "Oh, oh okay." Sad, sad walk off. Then she's, "You hey. hungry?" Like you got to hear the inflection in the voice. He had, it went hood and sad and sad. You hungry? <laughs> How can he say no? Bro, he turned around. Girl, you better. I, I, that's all I said the first time I heard it. Girl, so, you better come in. I had a rough what? night. Thank um, you. Yeah, I'm hungry. <laughs> there were, uh, there, the relationship arc. The whole as a whole of of Issa and Lawrence, um, from what we know, obviously we came in they were five years together. Lawrence was on was on the couch. Like we know how that ended up, and we know how the relationship ended up. Do you think each of them properly dealt with the hurt that they had from the relationship throughout the season? How could they? I'm, I, I'm it's asking just, the question. Just, it's a conversation question. I want you to say it. No, no, no. I mean, that, that, I'm just asking the question back. You know, how how could they? I mean, because if they just now had this conversation that they needed to have, and like like we we discussed the other day, you know, you didn't like you didn't think Lawrence needed to hear that, but Lawrence needed to hear that for closure. Like even though he still loves her or whatever, like for him to properly move on, like he needed to hear her say. As far as confidence and everything with his career and all that kind of stuff, that hey, it wasn't just all you being a bum. Like I wouldn't, I could have done more to you know do for both of us, you know. And you, you, all you did was love me. I, I didn't have the right to do you that way. And I he did. needed to hear that because at the end of the day, like they messed. Up. Tasha said that wrong. Dude is still he. He's a good dude that got put in situations that he wasn't built for, and he made he ain't mistakes. Built for his life, man. Thank you. And Who is built? And those were adult decisions. Like you get yeah, on a, did it. it Lawrence, okay, but you can't. Lawrence is a fuck nigga. What? <laughs> he said because I think because because but I feel like if essentially what happened was he got cheated on, so a part of him felt like his masculinity had been stri- stripped away because she gave the coochie to somebody else. So mm. for you, That's why he took to, it back, and then exactly, but you also let some random sit on your face for forty dollars. So, she didn't sit on his face. She sat yes, in his lap. No, yes, no, no, she no, no, did. No. She leaned up the, the breasticles. Oh, don't say. I just yeah, watched her no. last night. She the was on his face. The breasticles was in the face. <laughs> and then she went down and then he was Jordan. like, I just watched it last night. No, I don't give a damn what you think you saw. Are you talking about, the, you talking about the threesome or the uh, I'm talking the about the threesome. Yeah. He didn't pay them? So yeah, like we we know that your your manhood you feel like has been stripped away. Now you out here trying to dick everybody down to prove that you still got it. That's whack. He didn't dick everybody down. He had one chick. He fell into a situation. He went to a store Tasha, and forgot his wallet. The girls, I, I literally don't have my wallet he, right now. Now he's fucking the community coochie at work. Like, How's she the community coochie? She fucked the other nigga from the job too. It's just one new, one dude. Right? <laughs> in the same workspace. <laughs> 
That's too bad. That's community <laughs> coochie. That yeah, is community coochie. He's trying to wipe it out. He can hit one trying to wipe because he was getting jealous. You can hit that in the break room. I was going to save this question for later, but you bought it up. Let's do it. There we go. Who had the thoughts on the way each of them acted when they were single? Who had the better season? Issa had Daniel, <laughs> the dude from the apartments, Ugh, the Italian uh, dude, and the dude, and the dude that his that mama didn't rub his head and knew he was a baby. Luke James, yeah, and the dude that curved oh, her at man. the party. Oh, Lawrence had funny Tyson. looking ass nigga. Yeah, he got a two for one. Had the threesome with the white chicks and a partner.
and go back to your booth in the back with your girls. Isn't it funny how the way it... I, it might not be funny to y'all, but it's funny to me because I don't really like Issa like that. But uh, isn't it funny that how the whole circle of things work? Like, she is ending up... She ended season two where Lauren started season on one. season one. On, on the other dude's couch. Yeah, on somebody else's couch. You know what I'm saying? Like, she got a shitty job she might be getting fired from. A job that she doesn't like, is doesn't feel... under. She's undervalued or whatnot. Ain't got no car. Yeah. Living on somebody's couch. Mm-hmm. What a shade at for her because y'all were throwing why so much. She, people were throwing so real. much shade at Lawrence. Yeah, that she got, she, she got to get some of the shade. Why could she just stay with her brother? I don't understand why. And what's she went to Daniel? Like I don't understand. I think well, I think maybe that was part of the maybe the suspense that's carrying over to season three. Is why she couldn't. I don't know why it's, she's going to his house. That was very unclear. Uh, yeah, was. It, it was no explanation of who that guy really is or what what role he plays you know because he has money who her brother yeah he drives yeah. a bmw yeah yeah obviously has a He's multiple room home <laughs> um and and she you know what and then what These happened are all assumptions what happened to the we got y'all van the gold we got y'all van <laughs> she probably missed it up too. I don't even remember that. She had. She, she to be trying. She ain't That's even what got makes me money. mad. She doesn't try at work. She's not trying. She ain't got enough money to pay I wish the deductible. She would get a new job. All <laughs> you gotta do is pay a five hundred. Not all. Five hundred is a lot of money. But if you working like you work, like you working your job, you should be able to get your hands, or you should be able to holler at one of your homegirls and say, "Look, uh, let me get this deductible. Let me get some money for this deductible to get my car fixed." But you ain't got no car insurance. Don't forget, she lives in L.A. <laughs> I don't know what the cost of living in Oh, I can tell you what the cost of living in LA is. <laughs> and it obviously ain't cheap. Uh, let's just say this. But you're when deductible. I was living, when I was living in LA, the, my car insurance was $191 a month. And when I moved back to Memphis, they just dropped down to like $67 a month. Well, just my, because my of the, you know, the, the region. The region changed. and uh, more opportunities to get into accidents, yada, yada, yada. Well, she so should get her hotation together so she could pay gotta, her deductible. Well, her, her, what's your hotation doing? You, they ain't having sex with you. They're providing you with something else. I know, that's, that's right. what I'm saying. I feel, like, I feel like Daniel would have. That man, she, he a SoundCloud producer. <laughs> her know, coochie no, must not be that good. We got it's just the broken. It, it, hers is the broken one. Yeah, that's <laughs> that must be what's going on. She said it was just okay, and when she was talking about, I, was like, I, I would never say that. I was like, it's good enough. I would never say that mine was just good enough. Average. I'm like people out here really saying they get C plus. <laughs> like I'm so confused. I would never say that. C's get degrees, ain't that right? Uh-huh. <laughs> I got a PhD in mine. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Oh my god! All right, one more thing on this. Uh, and I do like this. I like to laugh at East. Like I said, I'm not a big fan of East. I love the fact that. She got an unsolicited dick pic, and that made her uh, wreck her yeah, car. That, that was crazy. I love that. I have a question. I know I'm not moderating the show, but why do guys dislike Issa so much? I, they don't have hard feelings about Molly, Tasha, but Issa, they cannot stand it's, it's her. Not, so it's, it's almost it's a, Is it because she cheated? It's No, it's, it's, it's a, I don't dislike not, Issa. Like, not I, even I'm, not even, I'm not in the hive. I'm not team. Anyway. I'm, I'm, like I told you, I'm team truth. Like I'm, I'm on the but right side. But whose truth? Would you wife Molly? The truth. 
Without wife Molly knowing what I know about her? Mm-hmm. No. No, nah, she got too many mental issues for me. <laughs> like, she ain't stable enough for me right now. So if she was a hoe and was like, just like, yeah, I'm just, I nah, just be I mean, fucking, that, that's, but that's, yeah. that's secondary, but the mental thing, yeah. you, know, you can mm. not be a hoe yeah. and still be crazy, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like, She's just kind she of naive stable about enough, right. situations. So, like, uh, but the thing is, I, I, don't, I don't dislike Issa. I just dislike, it's like cowboy fans. Like There you go. Some, <laughs> some people... Don't there really care about the Cowboys, but they hate Cowboy fans. <laughs> like, because of the way the fans act, that might rub you wrong. So, like, everybody, everybody's that's team the, Issa, team Issa. And so that's why a lot of guys like is like, oh, it's because I'm of her fan base. Be- they because, really don't even care no, about the group thing. Because, no, because they, <laughs> Lawrence, got, Lawrence gets so much criticism for everything he does. And Issa's out here, as we've already established, way more. taking L's every day. And ain't nobody saying, I've never seen a post that says, Issa needs to deal with her hurt, yada, yada, yada. But every other post is like, oh, That's Lawrence true. is acting so hurt. Look at him. He don't know what he's doing. When Issa's out here doing the same goddamn thing, it ain't nobody pointing it out. They just saying, you know what? Oh, that's what it is. You the one that you the one that cheated and broke up your relationship. You the one that stayed in the goddamn relationship for five Issa, years. Jamal. Get out of here. What blessing is Issa's lap? Huh? You should name you a should, blessing. You should be able to deal with that. They don't want to deal with it. They just want to, you know, what I'm saying, deal with you know what they see. But the other and, thing is, like everybody views their insecurities through these characters. So right. they, they, oh, absolutely. Either, either their own insecurities or insecurities True. through other people that they have dealt with in their life. So they. Either side closer with one side, or they understand another perspective from the other person, and so that's why you know a lot of women like because of the they don't show the uh, awkward black girl in it in that way you know uh, on TV typically you know it's always most of the time a, a leading character for, uh, for a black woman is someone that has a nice job just doing something it's not even like halfway off kind of situation right. you know and so that's something new it was like a regular person as a lead and people were able to relate to it and so people just kind of went ham with it. And that's why it just kind of guys shifted to the team Lawrence thing, even though they don't necessarily mess with Lawrence. But like I said, I'm I'm not Lawrence Lawrence is a lame. Yeah, he, he, right. He's sure. a lame. They're and, both lame. But you know what I'm saying? So it's just like uh let's end it on them. Uh what do y'all think of the thought? What do y'all think of the future? They're gonna get back together in season three, they're gonna stay separated. What you think? Dro is going to ruin Molly. <laughs> I ain't on Molly, I'm talking about Lawrence and Issa. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm talking okay. about Lawrence and Issa. I just don't, okay. Lawrence and Issa, they're going to get back together, they're going to stay friends, they're going to become tag know, team partners. Happen. What you going to do? I think they're going to stay friends. I don't know. Who is going to take off next season? <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. Is she going to try to jump back on? He hasn't let it go yet. Woot Woot is going to take off and he's going to go to a new place in life and she's going to have a decision to make. I don't know how bad Daniel's going to do her in this little stand on the couch period. We don't know the reason why she's standing on his couch. What sense does that make at this point? Uh, we got to get some more context. But I don't think they're going to end up back together, but I think the approach of them being in communication is going to happen. You saw, saw the Facebook, the Facebook ad, friend um, at the end of the episode. There's so some healing going there's on. There's some healing going on. I just don't know how far they're going to go with all of that. I don't think they're going to yeah. end up being together. I can't call it. But watch out for the Molly Lawrence, though. It, it, <laughs> y'all heard it here first if it happens. That's just her type. <laughs> Lawrence, Lawrence ain't built also, um, I, I wonder about the whole Kelly thing and the look about when they were sitting on the couch and Kelly wasn't where she said she was going to be. Not like Kelly, she said, Tiffany. Tiffany, like, yeah. Because, yeah, <laughs> like, they, sorry. Like, her, her dude is like, she over there. And with now them. she's pregnant. Like, what if she's pregnant by and another she said, guy? I didn't even catch this until the other day. 
because she might be doing some foul stuff because her boy was gone for six months right. living in the hotel. That's Somebody true. was cheating she said because I caught him and she stopped herself but he was out for six months living in a hotel but he also said if she had something going on with a co-worker and he had to go visit oh, yeah. he had to shut that down that's right that's right oh my bad he had to shut that so, down yeah, I think there's something baby. up oh, with that God. too that ain't let's, baby, let's holler at Molly let's go over there to Molly mm. we, we've touched on some things with her like Molly is uh, I think what I got written down here oh, Molly is so. constantly trying to find a man Mm-hmm. And constantly finding something wrong with the men that she has. If you go back to season one, it was because uh, Bruh had his experiences in college. She just didn't. She couldn't get past that. And then you come here in season two with uh, my guy from This Is Us. What's his name? Uh, black dude. Oh, yeah. He's so I, I fine. His, na- his name is Sterling, Sterling K. Brown. Oh, yeah. The one show. who played OJ. Uh, <laughs> yeah. who, who, uh, who played uh, Charles Darden, Christopher Darden. Chris Darden. 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 Oh, he was so good in that. Well, he was. Well, I just quiver. <laughs> He's fine. <laughs> so she don't she don't like him because he too trouble. much like her <laughs> and regimented and he got what I want a wife, I want this and this and that. And then there's Dro old friend who just happens to be married really? and in an open marriage. And uh supposedly and then you got little you know, you got a little real, Quentin. Who is you know in the friend zone, man? Just a nice guy trying to do nice things. She we, called that man homie. She called that bro homie. He got the drone though. GTD. What does GTD stand for? Got the drone. He got the drone. They not hard to get, but they not hard to get it. I don't think she had nothing on in that episode. I don't get. She has this lingerie collection to just like. Don't never have no drawers on. Oh, like that whole lingerie scene with her and Drew. To put on for a married man. But a whole married man. I want to... Uh, f- and that doesn't seem right because I feel like... I think he's lying. Absolutely. Because I, said, I think that from what I've read and heard people talk about in open relationships, like, the woman probably would have initiated it. Mm-hmm. She would have been the one taking the lead saying, hey, Molly, like, would you be down with this? They would become friends or whatnot. And so I just feel like... She would have made it clear, like, it's cool, like, I know, or something. Yeah, and I've also, aside from him telling her, like, to play it off, you know, I'm going to go ahead and go out, you stay back, come out a little, like, very much so, like, I'm not going to disrespect my wife in this moment any further than what I already have by fucking you in this bathroom. I'm at least walk out with some decency first instead of us with, you know, not us walking out together, but... To build on that, I also, from what I understand about open relationships, it's not, you don't tie any emotion into it. So you having relations with a friend, that is very emotional and messy. Mm -hmm. So, and also like, you know, we're not going to, if we sleep with anyone, we won't sleep with them more than once. Or, you know, you can't, you know, have ties to this person, but it's too much like an affair, for it to be an open relationship, he seems, he the, seems I miss you and shit. Super like, open to her, but it seems like he's super secretive to his wife. Is that what you kind of saying? Yeah, something, something like that. So, yeah. like, if you if it was open, it would be like, hey, oh, and you texting I, me? You need to get in the house. Well, hey, okay, no, I'm about I to leave her. I'm gonna get you. And well, we didn't see the text, but no point in the friend group that exists. Like at that dinner party, like you know, if your friends in an open relationship. 
Like mm-hmm. I group of friends, you would know. You'd be like, oh yeah, you know they kind of. Tiffany would have been. Tiffany would have. I mean, been been like, you know, they swing a little bit. So it would have been known. So it would have been nothing if it was like, oh, Molly got caught up in the swing well, or let's, whatever. Let's, let's talk about why Molly decided to make the move that she make. You know what I'm saying? She was she went to her parents' house for their renewal. That vow, was their so vow, fucked up. Their vow renewal. And <laughs> she was so fucked And up. an auntie had let some slip that uh, her, her, her daddy had she did some so dirt back in the She was so dramatic about it. I was probably the most upset I became all season. Really? Absolutely. So you got that upset when... You got and who, and Molly, with Molly. Oh, Molly I was like, how her, dare you? Her reaction, how right? dare you? Her this reaction is, was too much. First of all, you knew how business. much you knew how much this event meant to your parents, especially your mother. She was on the phone with her, talk, you know, telling her like, "Mama, he already knows you wear glasses." You know, your mama is giddy and excited about this wedding. And first of all, if if I would have been her mama, conversation I would have had with Molly was, "Look." This is my marriage. If I decided to stay, that is my business. Once you get a man that you can hold down, and, <laughs> if, I, and if he asks you to, to marry him, and if he cheats on you and you decide to stay the way that well, I did, well, that's your choice again. But you don't talk the fuck. You ruined this. <laughs> you ruined this whole event that meant a lot to me because you caught up in your feelings. You're going you gonna to stay. But it, it's, I just felt like she acted really nowhere. ugly, like in public. So like that's a family did matter. All that you can be a yeah, like you're home, not gonna do that to and go home and fuck a married man. You so, got me. So so, you, so I agree with everything you just said, but in context of first off, we know she ain't mentally stable, <laughs> and so and so mental so, health is important. And, and so second off, second off, her whole context and framework of how she approached moved on, looked for guys, was built on, my daddy is perfect. Hold on, wait. My mama had, my mama had a, a, a perfect man. And you find out that Santa Claus ain't Santa Claus, a tooth fairy ain't coming to pay, you know, like, at the end of the day, he's, in, he's, he's normal. He's a regular guy. He does some of the he's same flawed. things. He's flawed. Mm-hmm. And so, like, there is no such thing as a, a totally perfect human being. We're, we're human beings. We make mistakes. And so she, she couldn't get past that in her mind. It was like, what in the world? And so that gave her, in her crazy fucked up world, the, the opportunity and the, the, the green light to say, well, well, I might as well go mess with this dude. I have a long relationship or friendship with this dude, which sidetracked both of them, Molly and Issa, end up with their childhood friends at the end of season two. Back back to that. Okay, but great point. Like, like, like that friendship thing was something that was a comfort. They need for to her. grow the fuck up. That was a but, comfort. And, and that's what really what it was. It was immaturity because totally agree. My daddy wasn't always my daddy. He w- did not exemplify all of these qualities of who he is in his sixty plus years right. of life. That you know when he met my mom, and I, I mean, I remember feeling like coming of age when I realized that. You know when what you, I'm saying? That's the, I think that's one of the most interesting things about growing up is that you actually learn more about that your, your parents. parents are when they, and that they're real. And they're real. And grace. And she could not extend grace. And that was really just so immature to me. But secondly, let me just say this, was. Tim. I don't think that you can say that she's mentally unstable just because she's going to counseling. Just because someone's going to counseling, going to get psychotherapy, does not mean they're like... 
No, she mentally was dead before Ill. she started going to counseling. I, I, that don't mean she's I mentally ill, though. Just that just opinion. means she's in counseling. No, nah, she just off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't. I, I, don't, I don't know. He, I don't think he's saying like. I don't, okay. I mean, literally. I don't, I don't think it's like a clinical mentally. No, 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 no. Yeah, I mean, like, it's she, just one of them she, like she, social society. Right. Like you know what? Yeah, you don't want to miss her. She crazy. But like, like, like my, my thing is type, though. Type situation. You making me sound like I'm taking up for her because I'm not at all. But in the episode when she was there and her brothers come in the house and she's drinking the the Snapple. And they were like, dang, ain't that one of yours, dad? And he was like, yeah, you'll never let us have none. She was daddy's little girl. And so what image she had of him, it could have been perfect. They Like, she was spoiled, and she could have been protected from whatever images that she that was immature. thought she saw. Yeah, it was definitely immature. She was still acting like daddy's little girl. And so for that, something to come out to her at that point in time... Inexcusable for her to act the way she did. She's it a grown woman. Like completely, like, like completely. Just but, but the reaction came from a place of like literally. I just found out Santa Claus ain't real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's just. I mean, <laughs> yeah, she threw a child temper tantrum. Yeah, I, she did throw a temper tantrum. And as I, a grown I, I Grace, <laughs> you know, you know, now that you you kind of put it like that. But yeah, she yeah she did. She threw a a tantrum. Honestly, sure. I feel like she was looking for an excuse. I wouldn't. To do what she did, because the night that the, the day party, the day party they went to, she was going to give it to Joe yeah. regardless. Yeah. She, found she was, that so that was, was the first, that was the first time, time she had sex with Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Was that yeah. night? That same it night. Was just a she was just matter of time. She was just she, trying to she figure out how to something, and she she latched on to that, and that's exactly what it was. Everybody had their excuse. Well, he already told you he would just give it to you. You didn't have to do all that. You broke. For immaturity, grow up. Like you already said, yo, we trying yo, you trying to get down, and she up here trying to do this whole stunt and embarrassing your family. Here's my question: Sit down. And is can you be a side piece if the person's in an open marriage? Is that the correct terminology? No. So what's the correct terminology? Your partner, I believe. Okay. You coming well, off the bench. She coming off the bench. She's six man? <laughs> six man in a year. Uh, she would like rather. No so Molly decides that she would rather be uh, somebody's number two. Drove's number two as opposed to Quentin's Se- number one. Several good men's number one. Right. That's a, But that's the exact. Well, I think we're going to hit on that later. But that's the exact same thing she's doing at work. Right. Well, I mean, for in topic of her, yes, it's the very same thing. And like, I feel like most open relationships, the woman even is, is sometimes the women are have a relationship of their own. Like there are several relationships within that mm-hmm. triad. I don't know much about open relationships. I didn't do my research. Yeah, I, I don't want really like know. that. Um, you know, <laughs> I could just, uh, I don't I could just talk about what I've seen on TV. Uh, Taz is angels. If you <laughs> keep on, it on the low. On the Instagrams and things of that nature. Yes. Um, so <laughs> to, to talk about Molly at work, since uh, Molly at work, um, she's a lawyer and uh, she's experienced some difficulties at work. Uh, she found out that she's getting paid less than one of her white counterparts who doesn't do as much for the firm as she does. And she's been figuring out, trying to figure out a way of how to approach her bosses with this. And all of that. And she tries to show how firm the firm, how valuable she is, yada, yada, yada. But it doesn't work out. So she ends up interviewing for another firm. She gets into her mind that I want to make a move. This isn't best for me. I want to make a move. What's going on? She goes interview for all black firm. Likes it, kills the interview. They offer a job. She hasn't decided. Whatever. She gives her one her last job. 
another chance. So and they does give her... Quentin work at the firm she interviewed for? No, Quentin works for the firm she works for, but another Chicago. office in the Chicago oh, okay. office. In the Chicago office, right? Um, for women, like the the glass ceiling at work. You know, we we can't speak of this because it's something that we don't we don't experience in the same way you do. Have you been in that situation where you get paid less or you get treated differently than the counterpart that, frankly, isn't as good as you in the job that you do? In my specific line of work, no. Mm-hmm. And what, what do you do? I'm in education. Okay. Yeah. Makes and from sense. my experiences, it's the reverse. It's the, the, the male, black male. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I've seen several successful and I mean, you know, in our industry at the, the national level, like it's women running, black women running the show. Like they, they, they are in positions. They, they are making stuff happen. And it's most of the time I'm coming to a room or a meeting or a conference, and it's three, four of us out of a room of a hundred, and we got to go shake hands in the corner. You know, it's it's just my experience in my in my industry what I've seen, and so like it's kind of I'm used to seeing black women and women of color in positions and making stuff happen and having respect, not necessarily the respect they deserve from their counterparts, but from, you know, subordinates and stuff like that. I, I've seen good examples of that. Um, but I, I've seen some bad examples, you know, on the reverse side for, you know, males though. In yeah. the marketing and advertising industry is predominantly white and male. And so, I've kind of been in and out of that industry. I've done sales. Um, Right now I'm consulting. And so in that, that does exist. But I think the larger obstacle for women is that we have to be a little bit more honest and transparent about, um, about, you know, asking for raises and analyzing your performance and determining goals because no one's having those conversations. So it's kind of hard to navigate what you should do. And the studies show that the reason why a lot of women don't get those salaries is because they don't ask or we don't know what most women make. And so you kind of make it and you forget about other people who need that information. So I know for myself, I didn't even know anyone that I could ask to help me navigate, like how to ask for more money or to negotiate my rate, you know, a raise or something of that sort. So I just felt like she didn't really have much um, direction. And I think that is a huge problem. If we talked about how much we get paid, you know, with yep. our girlfriends, yep. you know, it's always like a taboo subject, but like with your girl, y'all talk I about think, everything else. I think that um, black women in, in a lot of industries, you do get underpaid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like Definitely. And even women, period, also. But black women, it's, like, really hard to even conf- confront that issue sometimes because um, when you kind of confront things, you can come off as being aggressive. They already see us as having attitudes. And then in the workplace, they will try to say, oh, I was a little bit, I didn't really know, like, your vibe. This is just in my words. I didn't really know your vibe, you know. They kind of feel like you um, are already standoffish because of your skin color and also because you're a woman. And so when you go and raise questions about issues, they will kind of 
geared towards, mm, she might start a conflict or something. So you kind of don't want to do it. Like, I think that's why a lot of women don't even ask. Do you I think feel like handled? as an attorney, though, like, that right. is the place that you can do, navigate a conflict Do you feel well. she handled that situation? How do, you, how do you feel about the way she handled the situation? I think she situation? did that very well. I think she, she did really a did. okay job. I think that in the end, when they gave her that certificate, that I would have been like, okay, let's just be real. Like, right. I right. know how much so-and-so gets paid. It well, was up. It, I, I mean, you well, can, from like an HR standpoint, I feel like she handled it correctly. But what did it get her? I mean, it gave her 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 answer. Like, you're still I don't think not going to get that. I think she's you still. Are, we see you how you are. Like, this is but like. Why, why wouldn't she use it as leverage, the, the knowledge as leverage right. to like, make herself, you know, make, make the situation better? So if, even if she didn't come away with it, she still ends up with the same thing at the end of the day. Nothing. A piece of paper exactly. saying congratulations. But why she did she have to that company? <laughs> She got a permanently. Permanently. She got a picture on the wall. Why did she have and to? And that's only good for them. They like, oh, she look at this little color diversity, girl. Right. Like she could have maybe used that as leverage to get what she what she wanted. What she saw that she wanted more. So then she could have probably used it as leverage versus trying to play the game she played. And then they end up still treating her like crap. And she ends up with nothing. Like same thing at the end of the day. So why not use it as leverage? Try to use it as leverage. If you end up with nothing, you still, at the end of the day, had nothing to, to begin with. While we while we know that um, this happens every day in real life, I think what's so unique about the show and the way that all of these things are tied together and woven, woven together, when you think about what she said uh, when Issa asked her, where do you want to go? She said, I want to go where whoever values me the most. Right. She's dealing with that same issue in, with these men. You got to value looking yourself, for, girl. You got to exa- value yourself. There you go. Issa, you got to value yourself, too. So when we think about value um, in, in how it's applied, that's, that's the problem. Okay. So- Molly doesn't. She doesn't understand how doesn't to recognize her own worth. And what, right. right. She could go to that all black firm and destroy it. D- I mean, make twice as much of what she's making. But to her, in her mind, the same way she could be with Quentin, Lil Rail's character, and be, you know, his queen and everything that she's ever wanted to be to a man. But because she hasn't identified her own self, self-worth, right. and she doesn't know how to even offer that to herself, she's not going to get it from and, the workplace, and, relationships, nothing. And even when men encounter her, they don't know what value to apply to her or what weight to hold her with because she's so, you know, loose. So, so, so I, I don't mean... I, <laughs> loose change. I, I'm going to go in a That's different direction with this, but like, Courtney, you said something that made me think about this. So we're talking about self-value, self-worth, understanding all that kind of stuff and the decisions that you make, you know, and the ramifications from that in all aspects of life. But Lawrence has been going through a battle this entire time. And he had a reaffirming moment um, in season one where he was getting his stuff together and he had the interview and he killed it with the guys at the, uh, the company he is currently working for. And he came home to East and was like, yo, they're way behind. Like I know I've been knowing all this stuff two, three years ago. And it gave him a, another burst of confidence to say, well, if I know all this stuff, I know I'm on the right path. Like 
why can't I just pursue my own situation? Right. Why do I need and somebody And the first else? thing, you know, she did was like, you know, well, nah, you know, why would you want to do Nigga, you that? need a paycheck. Right, right, right. Which, which I understand. Like, I'm not, I'm not knocking her for being in that specific situation. But what I'm saying is. She never believed in my even, nigga dream. Even, even, and she didn't. And that's a big thing. That's a never huge thing. Never believed in my nigga dream. And that's why. Come on, but bro. But even, even in season two, when uh, the partner girl was just like, he was like, yeah, I mean, I'm going to try to do this. And she gave him advice. Like, why don't you get good at doing something for somebody else so you can apply to your own thing? And he just kind of like, uh, Okay. Like, he's having a, a, a moment. He values himself, and he values what he can do at a level that nobody else sees at this point. And he hasn't been able to necessarily produce the, the, the results behind it. But is he wrong for having that self-confidence or, or that value or that worth? He, he identified that with himself, you know what I'm saying, but versus them not having it and then being unhappy or doing whatever. As long as he wants to back it up with a work ethic, cool. But when you sitting on my couch... You're not getting no haircuts. And you, you forgot on the, my birthday. You forgot about my he birthday. He didn't forget. You didn't yes, put any did. thought or effort into it. Doesn't matter. You didn't put any thought or effort. You didn't. You may okay. Maybe you knew today was June seventh. Cool, but you didn't put any thought or Exhibit effort a. into my day. So true. You not getting. You can't. Can't argue. Yeah. My birthday too. Oh, hey girl. So um, <laughs> twinsies. If you're not, if you're not putting any, you know, effort into your, how can I? What am I supposed to believe? You're not. You're not making a believer out of me. I, I understand that, but she don't believe in herself either. She said in the last episode, "I knew you were in a rut, and you had been carrying us up until this point. And when you got to this place, you needed me to support you, but I didn't know how to." And I couldn't even support. It's because I couldn't support my own self. Like I, I didn't. I don't know who I am. I don't believe in my own self. And so when my system of you, mo- he, she said you motivated me to get to where I am. And when he went down, she lost her motivation too. She was dead. And so like that's not her fault totally. Like in, I'm just talking metaphorically and what she specifically said. Like she, she had a big role in it. And so like without like investing back in what got you, what, what was attractive, you know, to her. And when she first got with him, whatever, what's that ambition? The, the you know the goals that he had for right. what he was trying to do, and that small little tidbit that Tasha was giving him in those few interactions of, oh, you know, you got a college degree, oh, you making your own app, this, that, and the other. And it's just like you just see his face kind of change. Not even that he was messing off with Tasha at that point. It was just like somebody appreciates somebody it. sees or appreciates or boosting that, stroking that ego. Well, yeah, everybody, yeah, everybody knows that dude. Everybody needs stroke. But I, you're right. But I also feel this way when we don't know what the what the conversation looked like before we became viewers. Great point. So, what if Lawrence was the one who told Issa, "You're great with youth. You are, you know, you you, you are an amazing grassroots, you know, person, whatever. Understanding you're not going to make a lot of money in this industry, but I'm in tech. I can. So, you know, you pursue that. You make, you know, you really go after your dreams. Go ahead. We know this job doesn't, you know, pay a lot, but you go ahead and you do that. I got you. We going to be good. And then, so, yeah, I take on this job where... I'm in nonprofit. I'm not making a lot of money, but you encouraged me to go after my dreams and not worry about the money tip. And now you sitting on my couch. That's a good it, hypothetical. There's no indication the, of why Issa doesn't like her job. Like she took been it, no, it, is, it is. First episode when the kids was grilling her in the front of the room, she says that the, one of the girls asked her, "Hey, did you always want to do this?" She said, 
No, I just took this job out of college and it was because it really wasn't nothing available. And she's been stuck in that place. And you want Lawrence to re- repeat what you did. I want, I want to go back to her hypothetical. And get stuck. Because if that, if that happened, which is admirable, if that, if that it were to happen that way, but that is a that just adds to the long list of bad decisions Lawrence has ever made. Because <laughs> Lawrence is Lawrence is the king of making these bad decisions. Yeah, he and is. Lawrence is the king of letting people get inside of his head to help him make these bad decisions. Mm-hmm. And so that's exactly easily influenced. He's easily influenced. He wants to be perfect, and he you can't please everybody. And he tried to please everybody. I don't think Issa, after what they said in that final segment and even this discussion, I don't think that Issa and Lawrence should get back together. Nah. But if they could learn how to build something, build a relationship on things other than the things they said they valued and where they messed up, then I think that they might be okay. What's next for Because Molly? the things that they said that they needed from each other were problematic. So they are going to have to find something else to build a relationship on. Because a friendship. They need a friendship again. Those things. Like that is an impossible friends? standard. They ain't friends no more. That's why she kicking with Dan. Dan was a friend. That's why old girl going to, to Dro. He's a friend. Too much damage has been done in that relationship. Yeah, I think it's done. Oh, yeah, it's done. I'm just saying, like, like they can be friends, like they can distant be, friends. They can That's, be cordial to each other. Yeah, they can be cordial. No, uh, Lawrence and East. Lawrence and East. What do y'all think next for Molly? I think she moved to Chicago. I think by by I'm half by the fiction. half exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Or well, I just thought, or she gonna get pregnant or pregnancy? No, she get pregnant. I, I by think she'll girl. go to the chop shop. She get pregnant. Oh my god! Yeah, I think she would too. I, I, because she's she's too <clears throat> caught up in this perfect life. Yeah, she not she not. Well, maybe her maybe that perfect life glass has been shattered now, and it's just like I'm gonna, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get what I can get, take what I can take. I don't know. I'm more interested in her character than anybody else's character. But she seems like she's too gonna, smart. And what's like gonna happen between her relationship wise, like? She seems like she's too smart to put herself in this position. And she all she puts her she just like fucking Issa put they always put themselves in bad positions. For Molly, if it's not in a book, homegirl don't know. That's what I'm saying. She book smart, but she she doesn't have Which is weird because they suppose like she had like grown up on the streets of But she does have common sense. She just doesn't want to use it. Like she She wants to be a spoiled princess. She She knows. I feel like she really deep down knows that this whole situation is just like. She's like Tony from Girlfriends. Right. She's that girl (laughs) who had brothers, so she was protected. She was smart, so the hood protected her. She went to. Yeah, just very spoiled. And not so much spoiled, like a spoiled brat where I Mm want to sit back and let people do things for me. But sometimes as women, because we do have to you know, be so... You know you were the chosen one. You know, and it's... it's I can do this shit on my own. Right. So a lot of times, spoiled has nothing to do with what you want other people to do for you. It's what you can do for yourself so Come you don't have now. to wait for anybody else. Come Almost on negatively empowered. Yeah. Like, like, like right. you know. Right. Come on and preach to him. Like, like it, it, and that's funny because, like, my dad's generation, he says that. He's like, he, the reason why y'all don't court and have relationships... Like we did when we were in our twenties and are at a, you know, more advanced stage, you know, is because you're spoiled. Like you've had everything given to you. You haven't had any type of like real oppression or strife. 
in your life. So mm-hmm. people have always told you you can do whatever you want to be, whoever you want to be. And so she's just never had to even go through that mental work yeah. of, of like figuring it out. And we got the means out. too. We got the means. Mm-hmm. We, any of us are blessed enough right now where we can pick up and go if we want to. If we want to, we can pick up and go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Period. Um, Gone. And speaking of how we get those means, <laughs> let's speak about the the one thing that they touch on uh, in the show, which I think was very heady, very nice. A good way to do it is uh, race in the workplace. And so, <laughs> like, uh, like we we said already, um, Molly's a lawyer at a majority white firm. Uh, Lawrence is in tech at a majority white tech company. Um, Issa works for We Got Y'all, the nonprofit that goes into <laughs> minority schools. And but run by a white director. Run by a white director, but she's at the school right now. At the school right now, it's blacks Only and black Latinos. Employees. And, uh, yeah, so they deal with race in a very, a very like, sensitive, I don't want to say sensitive way. I think it's a very interesting way they deal with it, especially with in Issa's characters with the way things happen at the school. When you got the black vice principal mm-hmm. or you got yeah. the black vice, vice principal, principal. Mm-hmm. who's like you know what I'm gonna look out for mine and if you need people in your cr- program I'm gonna get all the black kids in there we gonna segregate keep the Latinos <laughs> away so they did they did segregation that way you know what that I'm saying that was just a bit much like, you think I was, so yeah I, I can see him pushing to have you know the African American kids in the program but turning them away from the Hispanic like if they Get there, and it's a seat for him, cool. If not, oh, well, my people there, you know. I think he just took it a little bit too far. But that was I could purpose. totally that was see. Purpose, I could totally see that happening, though, oh, because yeah. if yep. that is that man's neighborhood. You're in, you're in the education sphere. Used, it used to be a, um, a, a chicken a chicken stop on every corner and now mm-hmm. it's a taco stand on every corner mm-hmm. you know you feel like you you're out. yeah you feel pushed out you feel like the minority now and i think when they looked at the school's numbers the black kids were the minority they were, they were. yeah they were so um i could i could definitely see that happening i mean it's, it, it happens all the time just in just different contexts, you know, the, the races are in different places in the situation, but like it happens. And the, the interesting thing about it is that they, the, the person who pointed it out was the white coworker. Right. Like you, you see here and you, and you talk, and you, She's privileged. And you, and you talk and, about all of this. Yeah. And well, you liberal, you mm-hmm. are, you are stopping a certain segment of people from enjoying these amenities or, or having this access. You're doing what you don't. You're doing to them what you don't want done to you. But right? she was and, being so extra from the beginning about it too. It she was, was just super like, extra. okay, we rah rah. Like black people get offended every day. And you will be okay. This little <laughs> offense. But, but like, and, but like, but no. But it, but at the end of the day, it ends up being this series because now Issa might not have a job because she of, might lose a job because of and this the girl. Series. If she listened to old girl from the beginning, what? Yep. Yeah. Because it's that same mindset that runs the organization because this older woman is Frida. Mm -hmm. It's this white woman who's here. And and, and I'm not, I'm not, nonprofit is is different. Right. Mm -hmm. Very different. Um, But it's still that idea of, you know, Superman. 
let's come in here and let's save these poor yeah. black and brown children and I let's would. let's I would <laughs> is you know gentrification gentrification but we knew that was coming when when Issa went home and everybody had noise alerts yeah on their door, on the door. Yeah. that I was would. the first that was the first step we saw noise alerts and then they started eventually you know Raising. changing you know the the cost of living in the neighborhood and calling it out where we're sitting now raising the rent yeah. uh i think it's interesting with lawrence because he's basically the token black guy at the uh at the tech spot they asked him about his shoes and, they, and his bosses are too afraid to be too hard on him because challenge him he's a black dude they like they don't it's the same thing. They don't want him to blow up they and need be too his, sensitive. I also feel like they need his cool, because black culture is so cool. You know, you'll see white his kids cool dabbing, you know, up and down the street. And because it's a, you know, it's it's culture. So that culture sells, that culture is popular, and yeah. they feel like a lot of people want to be a part of that culture. So black they need culture him. is pop culture. And it's been that way for the last maybe 25 years, that everything oh, that we do. Yeah. Yeah, that everything that we do um, somehow. That's why has a lot of black people in Memphis who have never visited Graceland. You've never been to Graceland? Been here thirty Same. years. I live How on Elvis Presley you? Boulevard. I've he lives never around been. the corner. Yeah, we we both yeah. live we both live around the corner and around the corner from Graceland. Mm-hmm. We, I live in three eight one one. We went to Graceland Elementary. Stand up, y'all don't know about that. Haven. Um, that's back in the, that's back in the day. <laughs> Nobody cares about out East Ham. I ain't, I ain't go to school. Don't, don't matter. Don't matter. Don't matter. We're talking about the Haven right now. Uh, boom. I'm going to ask this question. This I mean, I think something. It's like, I said, none of them do, none of them work in a predominantly black area. We all work, I'm assuming, what's up you, Courtney? What's up you, CJ? <laughs> we all work in predominantly white industries uh, and around predominantly white people. And there's a way that you act at work and there's a way that you act around your friends. Like there's a, there's code a, switching. there's a code switching going on. And they, I think that the show shows that perfectly. Absolutely. Where, you gotta, like, like you Molly's gotta, t- the you best. gotta tighten up your lips a little bit when you speak and you know, yeah. just, <laughs> and you turn it on right there. Yeah, I turn it on right there and I'm very, good. I'm very happy to be here today with you all. <laughs> Thank you guys for having me. Um, blessed, I want to tell blessed. you that. He don't talk like that. <laughs> that ain't what he talk like. But no, I think Molly does it the best. She does. And uh, and Issa can get away with not doing it so much because she's around young people. Mm-hmm. So she can kind of let let loose a little bit and be whatever. First but, episode, though, he said, why are you talking white? Right. First thing they said to her. <laughs> That's the first thing they said to her. Out the mouths of children. Mm-hmm. Why are you talking white? From the tongues of babes. Tongues of babes. That's a... Uh, I just find that they, I think that they tackled that. I don't even know if they, I'm pretty sure they intentionally did it, but they didn't make it too heavy handed to where it was preaching to you about it. But I think they did a great job of showing that, that aspect of your people's lives working and having, being, having the ability to be able to go from, like we said, like we were talking about last night, you go from talking to somebody in the boardroom to a president in a boardroom about whatever's going on over here. And then going over to your grandmama's house and dealing with the dudes on the street mm-hmm. and not being not missing the beat. You know? I, I, I think what, what I think is a res- we have a responsibility now. This generation, those of us who are still in the you know working in these uh, jobs where you know we're we're the minority extreme or uh, working in the corporate sector or nonprofit sector, or whatever. Like we have an opportunity to start to break the code 
instead of switching the code, we can start to break the code. Like, let's start to be ourselves more. Like, that's that's like, why in the world are we playing by rules that aren't meant for us to succeed? You know, we're continuing to do this stuff. You know, why can't we be ourselves in these places? Why do we have to? We're, we're the the small number in the room, and then have to still make sure everybody's comfortable, like they mentioned in the show, with with us being there. You know, and I think Kelly said it best. Like her both both side perspectives. You know, sometimes working with, working with black folks, they too comfortable. You know, and they just they cross the line. But like other times, it's you know the, the extreme when you you're working with you know is a, is a minority in a situation like that. So uh, I just think we have a challenge to start to be ourselves more um, in in these positions, in these opportunities where we can expose people and let them understand like. There shouldn't be that big of a difference. Now, of course, you can't say and act, you know, you well, know all I, the I way. Think, I think know. it comes with relationship because I've definitely worked with a diverse number of people. And and I feel like, and I worked, you know, at, with a media company. So we are portraying news and racial issues. And we. I was working there during an election. So... You know, all these th- conversations are taking place or not taking place or kind of inadvertently because it's you have to be polite. Mm-hmm. And so I felt like, you know, I had some white coworkers who, you know, they could look at a guy at the gas station and they're going to grab their purse. But they look at me, they're like, oh, no, that's Shayna. Like, she's a, you know, she's a, she's a good cool one. black girl. Like. She's a black girl. Like, why aren't the other black girls who wear bonnets on their heads and, you know, that you see taking a bus, like, why don't you view them the same way or give them the same value? And so, you know, I just think that it's we've got a long way to go. And, I mean, if you – I think that it just comes with a relationship. The more you spend time with people, you can kind of open up be yourself, interact outside of work environment so that you can have those conversations that are taboo in the workplace. Yeah. It's a it's an incredibly f- frustrating space I think Issa's in with Frida because she she's harmless. She really does, you know, want what's best for the kids, but it's still a perspective of white female privilege that's being brought in that is hard to yield to, I think, a lot of times. So I, I'm going to be interested to see what the dynamic turns to next year when Frida's over her. Right. Because Frida got that position. So if Frida decides to get rid of Issa or if Frida decides to not listen to Issa's suggestions. Frida is and so... Because she nature. got so she, mad with Issa. Like, yeah, she, she was, was like she was really was done. She wasn't talking she, to her. She was done. Yeah, she was right. not talking to her. But she had a little pushover to it the situation same time. Is, is crucial, though. Like, is it nonprofit? You can't take an L like that. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at on the bit on the, in the business perspective. Like, you literally have a you know a, a se- segregation a little, situation right I there. I thought that was Over, overboard. She was overboard because she corrected it. Like, no, but she it felt corrected. like it was corrected to be segregated. Right. I felt like that was a bit that. much. No. I don't feel like you're gonna get a. She was like, we could get a law school. You're not gonna get sued over like. Well, depending on what the board of directors. You didn't write 
Hey, Hispanic, are you Hispanic? Come to our tutoring session. Like, but you, you you're, you're, neg- you're negligent because you had specific conversations with the vice principal when you know he was doing this on purpose. He like, was racist. He was we can being say racist it. on purpose. They and should so, have gone to the director earlier to exactly. let them know exactly. And that's what that's what she was saying. You, you didn't speak, and the girl was trying to do that, but Issa wouldn't let her because yeah. Issa's personal life was so messed up. She was but trying to finally feel something that was good hate. for her in life, so she ignored her character. Yeah. And her values so she could feel good about something so, in her life. So all of this comes back to that Issa is trash. <laughs> oh, my God. BFI. A poor, okay. poor decision maker. Okay. All right. Oh, oh, oh. He's not trash. Poor decision maker. The lead, <laughs> Let's the lead actor and newest cover girl cannot be trash. Okay. okay. I'm talking about Issa D, not Issa Ray. Okay. Ma'am. What's her, what's her last name on the show? D. Oh, that's all we know. Is a, yeah, that's all. They, they call Issa D. I just found it out literally yesterday. Hmm. I watched the I video and somebody Issa don't get no last name. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid Tim. What's um? Let's give her a lot. What is it? D. D's n- not Duncan. <laughs> Duncan is stupid. Issa don't swallow. Daniel. <laughs> Issa Danielson. <laughs> I'm done. Y'all are being childish. Uh, so then if she married Daniel. Wrap it up be... then. No, we'll wrap no, it up. Before, oh, we, before we, we wrap it up, because we got about we got about ten more minutes to get out of here. I wanted to go a little bit lighter. Uh maybe maybe this won't be as light as I think it's gonna be. Do y'all did y'all really care about the whole whenever they have sex, they don't show them putting condoms on thing? At first, I was like, when I saw it on Twitter, at first I was like, oh, yeah, they're right. Like, she she does have responsibility. Ridiculous. And then the I saw someone else say, but all these other shows you watch, it's implied. Like, it's art, people. Like, relax. And I was like, that's true, too. And so I stopped feeling that way. As soon as I read the opposing argument. I never thought about it until I, well, I never really paid that much attention until they had that threesome. And I was like, oh, sweet. It's a lot of lot of a, lot of private parts. There's a screenshot here. and there's empty rubber packages on the on tape on, on the, the dressing. So, like, I mean, like I said, like, you don't necessarily have to see them put it on. I think they're gonna put it on. Uh, but like but I said, I've never seen an episode of Scandal, but I'm pretty sure they had sex on the show a lot. But some of them, yeah. some of the scenes are cut, and she cut, had cut into so. and they're already doing it. You know what I'm saying? But there's others, and Molly has a few of them. So when she they were in Malibu and she knocked up the young, young dude, and then she did with Lil Real as well, where she just basically just sit down I, on it. It's, it's, it's time, it's time yeah. to go. Yeah. Not having yeah. like, I ain't got no drawers yeah, on. Like, yeah, like right. let's roll. Yeah. Right. Not properly warmed up. Yeah, I think. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, come it on was, now. It was warm yeah. for Molly. Right. No, like, I, I, rewatched, I rewatched like episode one. Caesars. I rewatched episode one and uh, when Lawrence gave each of them 21 pumps <laughs> and it was really like, hey, boom, 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 down on the couch in yeah, twenty pumps. We didn't see her her panties come down. And then like, she picked them up off the ground, and I was just like, "No, wait a minute, that's not possible." Now hold on, it's not possible. You sir. didn't move move to the side. They was all the way off, no, and no, we no, didn't no, see no, it come not, down. That's not possible, sir. Well, maybe I, Lawrence got some skills. I, I it it was uh, quickly brought to my knowledge. My fiance does not play about condoms. He um, says that. Um, I'm not going to tell you all the crazy things that he says, but um, so, but yes, yeah, so I, I noticed it early on because he, er, he noticed it early on, but um, 
I think, yeah, when you think about Scandal, when you think about, I've never watched Grey's, but, you know, all these um, Shonda shows that come on, they're saying that they don't really see anybody stop to do it. I think why it became such a big deal is because Insecure became very personal to a lot of people because we saw so much of... Yourselves in the, the characters. Exactly. So, you know, we ain't, ain't nobody scoring the president, you know, <laughs> you know, so it's, it's it, it was so real to us that I think a lot of things became hypersensitive with the show because we see I ourselves. Even, I didn't even pay attention to like hear about all that. Uh, who was your favorite character? Kelly. For sure. And it's just after like the last two episodes. Kelly. You say Kelly. She won me over. Yeah, I say Thug uh, Thug Yoda. Oh, say yeah. Rowan's friend, the homie. What's the name? Chad. 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 Yeah. But Chad, like I said, Chad get that main bad advice. It's, Thug it's Yoda okay. was like, "Yo, man, full story. how he much? Just, how much of this Brock pot? Who is Thug Yoda? <laughs> the blood. The blood. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Teaching his baby how ABBs. About the Brock pot. Tell him your favorite soup. She said. I couldn't even understand. I was like, I don't speak the blood language good enough oh to know. Goodness. What did she say? Uh, she said, Bali, Bali flour and something. <laughs> <laughs> Bali flour soup or something like that. That made, that made, she said, yeah. And Bali when she flour. walked away, Issa said, good luck, girl. <laughs> and they said, you beaut and you thick. You beaut and you, can I benick? Can I benick? Can I benick? Yeah, who I part? I'm about to benick. Boom. Yeah. Favorite moment. <laughs> Favorite moment. Oh man, that that cutaway scene when when Lawrence was smashing uh, Tasha with the, the legs, the legs off the bed oh, at the forty five with the forty five degree <laughs> angle, the toe curled the up. Back shots her around the round world. The world. Uh. <laughs> that is not they, they weren't acting. I don't think they were acting. Really? I think they were really having vaginal intercourse. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's your favorite moment? Um. When uh, Daniel came on Issa's face. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. Bust the funny part. That was, the, that was like she the got whole thing. It's, 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 it's a carpool. <laughs> it's a carpool. That, that was hilarious. <laughs> the best thing about that moment is that like for the next two days, they had every almost every woman on Twitter like discussing their fellatio habits. You know what I'm saying? And it was, you no, know, if you were smart, you're just in there taking notes and saying, okay, who does what? Who does this? But like, uh, like uh, I still don't understand why Issa was mad though. Like she just, exactly. I don't have, mean, like you didn't get move. Exactly. You can't be that My green. Man he gave you warning. He gave you like I'm about to I'm about, he gave you and warning. And you should have prepared yourself. He gave no. you warning. But that's, a, that's one of the reasons why I think did anyone say that Daniel was their favorite character? No. I think that, no. you know, in that moment, for him to even apologize, like, that was some weak-ass shit. Like, yeah. nah. Yeah. That's what I said yesterday. Bro, bro, bro. That was weak. He a chump. For him to apologize. Why would he apologize? Yeah. Yeah. What'd he do wrong? What'd he, 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 he didn't do anything he wrong. Do wrong. He wants to be with Issa. <laughs> like, that's his problem. <laughs> you can't you can't sell yourself she short now she disrespected this man already said you was itch that I need to scratch and all that and stuff like that disrespect that man twice I itch I need I to scratch and then she said oh we on the same page we're just like I don't think he was apologizing fun, right? it's like it was more of so I'm sorry that that made you feel that way like well if she gonna be with him she gonna he's uh, just being uh, the bigger person let me stop see well, why everybody else gotta be the bigger person with Issa why can't Issa because be the bigger person 
That's that's the problem. Like, that's that's the, the issue. Her brother said it when he when she called she and passive. asked about the girl from the past. When she was like, she called her brother when they first introduced her brother, and she called and was yeah, like, "So what about such and such? Like, you think I was wrong about that or whatever she said?" Well, she needs. My, to, she needs she to has a up. problem with being the bigger person. My favorite scene is them talking. Is what? Is my favorite scene is them talking. All right, next topic. Come on, go about this <laughs> it shit. is. The dialogue because was powerful. Although was, they had to go good. through whatever. Top three. Yeah. Top three of what? My, my favorite scene. In Insecure? Because it just or, uh, or ever. And I didn't like the block. There ain't no top three scene of shit ever. I don't like no, the no, block. No, I'm about to say. The block they said the three hours of this person and three hours. 30 days. 30, 30, 30 I didn't like that. They rushed it. To me, they rushed that I didn't that like episode. that format. I was like, y'all never do this. Why are you doing this in the finale episode? It was just I actually awful. wasn't mad at the format. I thought it was pretty good to see how their lives intertwined in those 30 days and see how it all ended up. Because, like, I mean, you got the different thing with Lawrence's. Lawrence was running the race. And saw them over there. They didn't see him when he saw them on the race. It, and then all this other stuff. But it could have been done better. Like, How to get away with murder is the, the, the king of that right there. You know, oh, like yeah, they they they, they show you they show you everybody's version of what has happened over whatever amount of time and they see how that stuff intertwines. They it, Because the show isn't a long show, it was kind of rushed and it was like a lot of stuff that you were trying to get to get to that one point of them talking. And then the back part of the episode really was like, trash you know it, it was like it to me it was out of order that that was too big of a moment for something else to come behind it that really didn't mm-hmm. have a strong meaning behind it so you know yeah. the end of the, the it could have ended when he yeah. said okay bye and it could have been it and that could have oh, been they, it. They, what about that to... side the side uh little scenes that they added in there oh the, the, showed, the, like, the dream it, sequence yeah. of them getting married and them staying in the same apartment i think that's accurate i think women do that like, I've been in arguments, and in my head, I envision, like, you running after me, graveling. Like, I imagine this no. in my head. Mm-mm. I'm no. serious. No. <laughs> no. I think women think, I think a lot of women think like that. And no. I don't know if that's the case, but I I have other friends who think like me, no. so. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, think like when, I will say this. When, when Lawrence was at that door, and he turned around before he said bye, I thought I, you can you can ask out. She was on the couch next to me. I was like, "This nigga better not. <laughs> he better not ask her to move in with him." Because I thought that's what I, I thought he was going to do. I thought his too. lame ass was going to do that. I thought I'd say, "Oh, you need a place to stay." Well, you can stay with me for a minute. When he was and in the I, kitchen, I thought he was going to say. And I thought I was like, "Man, if, if you do that, I threw my head across the room." Because I thought I knew it was coming. So what did you do when he dropped down before you knew it was a dream? I got oh, I got even madder. I me walked too. up and said, "This nigga, no, this nigga didn't." I, I swear to God, I literally I did. just like I this like, got to be a dream. dream. I was happy and mad at the same time because I was like, "Damn, that was too bad." It was <laughs> weird. I was like, "Nah, this got to be a dream. This got to be a dream. This got to be a dream." Like like it was another. It was another. Also like the the, the sequence when he smashed her that time real fast. Twenty one pumps. Twenty one. Twenty one. Uh, I thought that was a dream sequence. I did too. I didn't think that was real. But if you're going to dream, I don't think you're going to dream for 21. 21, 21. If you're going to have a dream, I don't think you're going to dream for a quickie like that. It's just me. I thought she was. It was elapsed time, guys. She wanted that. The time lapse. (laughs) You thought it was 21. It was really 137. I know y'all feel like both characters had to go through what they had to go through to get to that point. But I still feel like it couldn't have all been solved in one conversation, but there could have been several small conversations between that point and like, been adults a lot. Earlier. Lawrence didn't need to get all 
threw, threw all of that. Like he could have still smashed all them chicks. They could have still all he, that and still been having it wasn't adult on Lawrence conversation. That initiated the conversation. Communication Lawrence, by episode point. three, had, episode three and four of season one had his ish together. Period. Like he had got to do job and. He was doing everything that she wanted him to do, and she still ended up on the back end to do doing it. Like the man took a ring, look, you know, looking for the rings, and then she just had smashed, and so she her, her mental state was messed up. It wasn't, it wasn't but he was at that spot, like where he was ready to figure everything else out, you know. So he didn't need to the end of season two to do anything. Like it's because of her making the mistake that it he pushed her out of that. You know what I would say? My Reaper. favorite, my favorite moment was the argument. Cause With he can't. Reaper? Cause he no. Uh, <laughs> Aparna is her name. But Whatever. the argument between Lawrence and Issa. Cause my that's the most forcefulness this dude Lawrence has shown the whole two seasons. When he came out there, he was in his. He didn't, he didn't believe. He didn't even believe half of what he was saying. He was saying it because he was hurt. But you know what I'm saying. I just felt like you know what, bro. There was a lot of action. You needed to get that off your chest because you needed. He needed to. I don't think he needed to like be all soft and something. He needed to do like what she did. She went and destroyed her apartment. He needed a release like that too. Like, I can't believe you would do some shit like this to me. You did this, da 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 da. That's what I thought he needed. He thought he I'm could very, skeet it out I'm of very, him, but I'm it very, didn't work out that I'm very way. Happy right. He did that. But he didn't chase that. I mean, Tasha, yeah, but everybody else, he didn't chase those situations. Like I said, the threesome fell in his lap. Blessings fell in his yeah, lap. Aparna basically fell in his lap too. True, because she was around she when he was. It. When he he told her, "I'm go. I'm supposed to be at the at the barbecue with my girl. I'm dealing with now." Yada yada. She was like, "Okay, whatever." She she let him know that she was a fuck girl. Yeah. yeah, and she was like, he started thinking he too hard he started, about he catch feelings too much. And man. he should have just he's, he's a rolled that catcher. train what like that, that was good. Like, yeah, he, they don't bruh. know how to do proper rebound mates. Like neither one of them is like you get a rebound. Person. Tasha was perfect. He had, he was doing Tasha for three she months was. though. Tasha was right for and three he months. It. Boy, it's Tasha the helped though. Like she help what? Get a nut out. Tasha the best character. Why did she help She called the man Zaddy. Tasha played herself. She invited him she called that man, she called him Zaddy We've, a lot of us have been in that situation before but don't get it twi- twisted she played her she put herself in a position that she needed to be she put herself in that position too but she knew she was playing the game she was she was playing the game she said I, I knew I knew what, what uh, I, I knew what everything was he said you you the one that started lying to yourself I knew what everything was I didn't expect this from you but one you word. is the family reunion talking Yeah, you about. don't bring a nigga around your family Kiss like that. Hey, around your, your twerking, flute playing. You have made my and man. And kissing him in the mouth in front of the family him. reunion. You made like my man roll grandmama. Grandmama right. needed him. Didn't all these, all these cousins, like, you made him do it. You don't have your job. You just bring it down. All these cousins right here, you made him do it. All right, here we go, guys. We're going to end up one word to describe this season. I'm going to start on my right. Shayna, go. Just one? Just one. Uno. Hella. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, okay. That goes, I see that what goes you did theme. There. CJ, what you got? Uh, immature. I'm gonna say it was immature. There you go. I'm gonna go with broken. Insecure. <laughs> <laughs> that's the easy way out. Um, I'm gonna go with. Um, Satisfactory. Oh, see, I'm gonna go with a completely different way. I'm gonna go frustrating. It was a frustrating season. 
to see so many smart people make so many bad decisions. But, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Kickback on the OAM Podcast Network. We are here live every Wednesday from 6 to 8, Facebook Live on the OAM Memphis Facebook page. I want to thank my special guest, Shayna CJ, the Kickbacks Insecure Experts. I guess we won't holler at y'all oh, again until yeah. next season. Uh, I want to thank Miss Courtney for coming through, Miss Gabby for coming through, Tim for coming through. Thank you guys for your insights. This has been great. Uh, once again, if you made it this far, Go to iTunes, search for the kickback, subscribe, give us a five-star rating, leave some comments. Go go to the OAMnetwork.com, listen to it there. Google Play, Stitcher Radio, everywhere you can. Go to our Facebook page, all that good stuff, man. Uh, We'll be back next week, and like I always say, stay safe, stay woke, keep your head on the swivel, and we out. Proceeding is an Elm production. For more information, go to theoamnetwork.com. This podcast is brought to you by Amazon. Everything from A to Z. Help support this show by simply using our Amazon portal, theoamnetwork.com slash Amazon. Same Amazon deals and prices, and it sends a percentage to Elm. That's theoamnetwork.com slash Amazon. Amazon.